today is the 7th of January, 2023. Praise God. Um, <clears throat> I want to say this very quickly. There's some books I want you to get, okay? One of them is Christ the Healer, written by F.F. Bosworth. He was part of the Azusa Street Revival back in 1906 um, through 1909. And, uh, and he had to deal with a lot of the same questions that we're dealing with today. Can you imagine over 114 years later, we're still dealing with a lot of the same issues about healing? Is it God's will? Uh, does God heal today? Um, what happens if I don't get better? What about Paul's um, thorn in the flesh? All this stuff. He deals with all of that in this book, Christ the Healer. You can get this on Amazon. Another book that I want you to get, um, you can contact Church Chrome up in Kirkland, uh, Judah Smith's church. His father had these Rhema cards, R-H-E-M-A, cards that he put out. I don't know if they still sell them. But on Amazon, you can still get the Rhema book, which had all the cards in one book. And it's like $6. So you can get that book. It's called Rhema Book. It's, it's, it lists uh, scriptures based upon what you're praying for. Provision, healing, uh, all that stuff. So it just gives you declarations and scriptures to declare over your situations. So that's the Rhema book. It's a black book written by Wendell Smith. And um, <clears throat> it's uh, uh, R-H-E-M-A. And, uh, and it has many, many of the cards that they have. But you can contact um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Chrome Church or something like that. Uh, Church Chrome up in uh, Kirkland. And, um, and they can uh, let you know if they still sell them at the church up there. <clears throat> That's Kirkland, Washington. Also, I have two books out. $30, uh, $25. Uh, if you get them together, just email me uh, at TomAndSarahMinistries at gmail.com and, uh, and we'll get these to you. Um, <clears throat> $25, that includes shipping, okay? Um, so there you go. And, uh, and today we, we have a couple things that we're gonna do for the challenge. We're gonna be giving stuff away. <clears throat> so go ahead and be ready for that. Okay. Um, today we're talking about some practical things, practical ways to pray for the sick. And, and what I mean by practical is, how do you pray for the sick? Okay. Um, what is it that you do? Okay. So the first thing I want you to do is to understand something. Let's go to John chapter 14, if you have your Bible. John chapter 14, I tell you this timeless truth, or I tell you the truth, or um, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, or if you like King James, verily, verily, I say to you. So of a great truth, it's a timeless truth. It's never going to end. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Okay? The same mighty miracles that Jesus does, we get to do, if you're a true believer in Jesus. And then he steps it up and he says, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do. I didn't say this. This is what the Bible says. I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. We'll talk about it in a second. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like 
and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Now, I want to be very clear. This is not a permission to be uh, Jesus is my Santa Claus. It is not that. All right? So get that out of your head. Jesus is not Santa Claus. He's not Uber Eats. He's not DoorDash. Okay? What he is is not just saying through a tagline at the end of a prayer in Jesus' name, but actually to pray his name. If you ask anything, and it is in his name, it is in his character, he will do it. That's what the Bible says. It's not what I say. It's what the Bible says. Remember, it's more important what the Bible says than it is what you say or what Billy says or what Gary says or what uh, Charlie says, whatever. Your opinion is second to the opinion of the Bible. So if you ask anything and it's contained in his name, the Bible says he will do it. For, what, uh, for I will do whatever you ask me to do on this condition. When you ask, and it is contained in my name. And we talked the other day about the seven redemptive names of Jesus. The names of Jesus that were bought on the cross. Our provider, our shepherd, our, um, our peace our healing, our provision, our righteousness, all those things are contained in it, okay? And uh, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there, God is always there, okay? I'm telling you a timeless truth. It's going to go on through eternity. This is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him. God, Jesus is going to show what the Father is really like if you ask anything, as long as it's contained in his name, he will do it. And then he doubles on it. He doubles down. He says, ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Okay? Ask anything in, G in, in the name of Jesus. If you're praying for healing, then you're, you're praying Jehovah Rapha. If you are praying for peace, you are praying Jehovah Shalom. Okay? Same God. But the character of his name is contained in it. Okay. I want you to go to Mark chapter uh, 16 and verse 18. He says, uh, he gets the part of the Great Commission, go into all the, preach the gospel to every creature. All right. And then he says um, <clears throat> about the believer, they will supernaturally, they will be supernaturally protected by snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. Okay, now, now don't go and grab poisonous snakes. Don't drink poison, okay? I know churches that do that in, in, in San Francisco and their numbers are dwindling uh, as we speak. But in, back in that day, they're traveling here to there and snakes come and they bite them and God heals them. All right? You're, not, you're going to be supernaturally protected from those things. And then the Bible says, they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. It doesn't say they'll pray for them. It says they will heal them. In Luke chapter 24, verses 47 through 49, Now you must go into all the nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins. What is repentance? Changing the way you think about something and then aligning that thought process or that thing with what aligns in heaven. 
That's what repentance is. And forgiveness of sins so that they will turn to me. He's talking about the world, talking about the lost. Start right here in Jerusalem, for you are my witnesses. You remember in, uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, um, <clears throat> that uh, uh, you know preaching in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and then to the other most parts of the world. Start here in Jerusalem, for you are my witnesses, and have seen for yourselves all that has transpired. I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. I will send you the promise of the Father, in one translation. So stay here in the city until you are clothed with the mighty power of heaven. Stay until you are clothed with the Holy Spirit. So here's a key. If you want to pray for the sick... Uh, if somebody comes to you or asks you, um, <clears throat> please pray for me, I'm sick, um, you can understand that you need the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. That is why it is so important. It is so important for you to look upon, um, uh, look upon the lost, through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, you're spending time with Jesus, you're spending time with God, and he fills you with who he is, and then you're able to do exploits. Now, I remember a verse where it says that uh, the, the disciples couldn't cast out uh, this demon from this kid, and Jesus does it, and he says, well, this kind doesn't come out by prayer and fasting. This kind doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. Well, I don't see Jesus fasting at that moment in that prayer. But what I do see is, is, is very important. What I do see is that Jesus spent time with the Father on a regular basis and, can I say, had a bank balance of Holy Spirit for that moment. All right? So it's not just given to you. You don't have to just stop and, hold, you know, you, you are, you're on a continuous fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Continue fellowship with Jesus. Continued fellowship with the Father, okay? And then his presence comes. And when somebody asks you for healing, to pray for them for healing, you can do it. But if they ask you for anything, you can do it. Maybe not just for healing, but maybe they have a request or whatever. But you can do it because you have stored up a, a so-called a bank um, balance of the presence of God because you've been spending time with him. And the more you spend time with God, the more you look like him and act like him. Okay? Important. All right, so let's get to this thing. He says that these mighty miracles that I do, you're going to do, and greater. So Jesus not only says you're going to do what I do, but you're going to do greater things. And, 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 and that's both. That, that means um, powerfully and also uh, quantity. Quality and quantity. You're going to get both of those. Okay? Because he goes to the Father, and that's how you sh he shows what the Father is really like. We have people who believe that God is a, is a bad man, a mean man, um, who's up in heaven and looks at you with, with disdain and waiting for you to do something wrong. But Jesus shows what the Father is really like. 
by actually being love. Remember, God is love. Okay? God wants to heal you. God wants to heal you. God wants to heal those around you. God wants people to be born again. God wants people not to be condemned. God wants people to be set free. And you are the catalyst for that. Okay? Jesus didn't mind. I mean, remember, everybody that Jesus prayed for, for healing, was not born again. <laughs> Think about that. He hadn't died yet. Okay? So, understand this. You get to do this stuff. All right? It's, it's scary at first, but you get to do it. Right? So... Let's get on to this thing. How do we do this? And I spent uh, about four years uh, in, in healing rooms at Bethel. I've uh, prayed for many, many, many people who were sick. And I'm going to get into some practicals now. And the most important practical thing that you can do is the first thing. Spend time with Jesus. You know, Bible reading, prayer, uh, seeking his face, um, gazing upon him you know praying and not just not just praying requests but just praying to be with him and I remember uh, A.W. Tozer this preacher came to A.W. Tozer and wanted to pray with him so A.W. Tozer said sure so they got on the ground they, they were laying in the presence of God for eight hours okay and this preacher's like, aren't you going to pray anything? So for, for the first seven hours, for the first seven hours, <laughs> first seven hours, they didn't do anything. There was quiet. And then for the last hour, A.W. Tozer starts to pray. And... Um, and, and that was really cool. A.W. Tozer starts praying, and then he, he um, uh, you know, at the end, this preacher comes up and says, Hey, um, <clears throat> did you fall asleep? <laughs> hey, did you fall asleep? <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, <clears throat> and the guy says, the guy, and A.W. Tozer says, No, for the first seven hours, I was just being in his presence. And that's what we're, that's one of the things that we are missing in our um, prayer times. That's one of the things that we are missing when we are uh, coming before Jesus. And the, and the Wednesday night prayer meetings at many churches um, are just dead because they're not really praying. What they're doing is they're just giving a list. And I also love the unspoken request. That cracks me up. I have an unspoken request. Well, then shut up. <laughs> I have an unspoken prayer for you. Aren't you going to pray for me? Yeah, it was unspoken. The deal is that we have to get the heart of God for the person that we're praying for. All right? So you're spending time in the presence of God. Then you go to pray for somebody. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, I need prayer. You get to, hear me, you get to, uh, then come and say, Holy Spirit, what is your desire for this person? I do that a lot. I go, 
uh, I, I say, Holy Spirit, what is your desire for this person? And, um, and so it turns out <clears throat> it turns out that the um, that the desire of the Lord is something different than what they're actually needing prayer for. It, it happens to me quite a bit. What is the desired prayer? I I I, I got to tell you, it's 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 different. With each person, it's different. I've had women come. They have a prayer for something, and, and I'll ask God, and I'll say, Lord, what is it that you want to speak to this person? What is it that you want me to pray for regarding this person? What's on your heart for this person? And uh, usually, you know, and, and I remember I remember this. Um, this, this woman came, and, and her heart was, uh, she had a heart issue, physical heart issue. And I said, okay, so um, normally people would want to pray for that heart issue. But I prayed and I just said, Lord, what is your heart for this person? What is your heart for this woman? And God showed me uh, some things. And so I just prayed into the broken heart that she had and, um, and, and the stress that she was under. Uh, and I come to find out that her, uh, she told me later, that uh, that thing that we were praying for was actually her daughter, who had, um, who was who was raped, um, and uh, was like she tried to commit suicide, but they saved her life, and and that was the thing. And then so as we prayed into that, God was able to heal her physical heart. Found out later, she went back to the doctor, and the physical heart was better. So. Um, sometimes you, what you have to do is go ahead and just let God tell you what you need to pray for and he will do the rest. Um, so don't just jump to conclusions that the person, uh, that the person's prayer is what they're asking for. That's not, ask God. And the more you spend time with him, you know what his voice is, you know how he speaks to you, you can then pray into that. Okay, another thing. Uh, if, if you're a man and you're praying for a woman, first of all, um, don't just go ahead and lay hands on them. Um, I never do that. Uh, you have to ask God, first of all, Lord, do you want me, and this is whether it's a man or a woman, you need to say, Lord, do you want me to lay hands on them? Okay? Sometimes God says, no, don't do it. Just, just be around them, you know? And many, many times it's much easier for me not to lay hands on the area. I do periodically, but I only do it if the Lord asks me to. So I'll, I'll, I'll say to the woman, especially, I'll say, even the man, I'll say, would you mind if I put my hand on, on your shoulder? And they'll say yes or no. If they say no, honor that. You know, um, what, I, what I normally do is just put my hand near the area, not on the body, but near the area that needs to be healed, backs, knees, ankles, legs, head. Um, <clears throat> you know, if the Lord says, put your hand on their, <clears throat> on it, I'll do it. With women, I only go to the shoulder, the shoulder or the top of the head. I don't do anything else uh, anymore. So 
I just put my hand on their shoulder. But the men, I'll, I'll say, would you mind if I, if I put my hand on that area? And they'll say yes or no. So ask permission. If you don't have permission, don't do it. You don't need to lay hands on anybody. Hear me. All you need to do is pray. And it is in the name of Jesus that actually the person is healed anyway. It's not in your name. It's not because you laid hands on them. It's because of Jesus. All right? The next thing you do is, uh, is while you're asking God and you're praying that prayer that God asks you, asks you to pray, you go ahead and, you, and uh, then you can pray for that area in their body. Now, that's really, really pretty simple. And you don't have to make it a long prayer. But just pray and be until the presence of God falls on that person. That's all you got to do. And then and you'll know the presence of God, and God will come, and then shut up. And let Holy Spirit come and minister to them. If they fall down, great. Make sure you always have a catcher. But if they fall down, great. Have tissues ready because they're going to cry. All right? Very practical. This is not science. But it has to be done in the presence of the Lord. It cannot be done in your, uh, for, for you to get glory. God is a jealous God. He's not going to allow you to take his glory. Um, if you're praying with a team, pray together and usher in the presence of God because it's so important. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. So start to praise him and let him, uh, let him um, come in his presence. Now, after the prayer is done, whatever happens, happens. I remember this lady, she had fourth stage uh, cancer, prayed for her. She, uh, I didn't pray for her, somebody else did, and she was on the ground for about two hours. And, uh, and she got up. And then they came out. She was a friend of mine, asked me to pray for her. I prayed for her as well. All of a sudden, complexion comes back into her face. She had strength again. She came to church the next day. Okay? Don't be afraid. And you know something? Go to people who believe. If I need prayer for something, I'll ask the person, hey, do you believe God can do this? And if they say no you know, then go to somebody else. You don't have to have that person pray for you. If they're the only one around and they are born again, say, okay, I have enough faith for both of us. You can do that. I've had, to, I've had people say that to me many times. I've had people say that to friends many times. I remember I was praying for some Muslims and, um, and they believe that Jesus heals, that Jesus is the healer. So I'll say, well, you believe Jesus heals, and I believe Jesus heals. Let me pray for you for your healing. And they will gladly let you. So you pray for their healing. Now, after it's all done, you leave them alone. All right? If they want to give you a testimony, it's a testimony about what Jesus did. All right? Um, I always ask them this, you know, after I pray, I'll go, well, do you feel any difference in your body? All right. 
This isn't a cop-out. It's basically to get them to see that God is doing something in their body. Well, do you feel anything in your, in, in your body? Do you feel anything where the, where the pain was? What's your pain level now? I always ask them that. On a scale of 1 to 10 at the beginning, I'll go, well, what's your pain level on a scale of 1 to 10? And they'll tell you. And I'll say, well, do you feel any different? Where's the pain level now? And if it goes down, you start rejoicing because God is doing something. And they have to see, even though they didn't get a miracle, at least God is doing something in their body. And it builds faith in them so that all of a sudden, uh, faith came by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then all of a sudden, they get stirred up that God is doing something in their life. I've had many people that weren't healed instantly. They got healed later on. But they felt the difference in their body and they went away rejoicing in the God who was starting a work. He who has begun a good work, Philippians 1.6, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to its completion. It's a promise. All the promises of God are yes and in him they are amen. Praise God. All right. So we've come to the end of our lesson today. So just go ahead and do it. And then let them go. Don't, don't hold on to them. They're not a trophy. You have a testimony of God touching them. They have a testimony of God touching them. Very, very few times do I ever pray twice for the same person, for the same issue. Because I believe God's going to do it. And especially if they had a, a beginning session where they already had the presence of God come on them and they feel different in their body, ask them. And if they are, praise God, God's doing something. Okay, God, we thank you for the, the work that you're starting and you're going to bring it to its completion. Amen. And let them go. And it's really easy in Walmart. It's really easy in Fred Meyer. It's really easy in any store you go to. I went to a bagel shop in New Jersey, Sonny's Bagels. It's right there on South Orange Avenue in, uh, in, in, in South Orange, New Jersey. Uh, I went there many, many years ago um, when I was growing up there. And then I was back 30 plus years later. And there I was. <laughs> he was still there. And the bagels were great. Anyway, I walk in there, and God, you know, you just bring God where you are. It doesn't have to be in a church setting. In fact, church is really, the church setting is not to, uh, not to do anything but equip the saints for every good work. And sometimes the unbeliever comes in because they need something, and God is able to talk to them, and they may get saved. So, okay, that's the lesson for today. I want you to, um, to go through these things, and again... It's very important to practice it, all right? If you're not feeling well, practice on yourself. If your friend's not feeling well, pray for them. The worst thing that can happen is nothing. You speak the word of God to them. By his stripes we were healed. You tell them. God said, by his stripes you were healed. The Bible says he sent out his word and he healed them. He forgives all of our sins and and, 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 and heals all of our diseases. And then you can pray for them. Now, okay, God, we thank you for being here. Touch them right now in the name of Jesus. So here we are. Again, my two books, SOS, a, a journal, a daily journal. 
You can get this uh, through me. You can get it on Amazon, Walmart.com, etc. And uh, if you get these two books through me, it's $25 that includes shipping and handling. A Breakdown to Breakthrough, my testimony of being set free of a nervous breakdown. And this is a 50-day journal for you to have devotional with the Lord, 5 to 10 minutes a day. Uh, go ahead and contact me, um, and then we'll get it to you. Now, um, I'm going to give away a couple of these books. So if you are uh, watching you know, uh, online or whatever, you're going to watch later on, no problem. I want you, the first person to, um, let's see, put in the comment section. The first person to put in the comment section, um, let's see, what can I do here? Yeah, if you put in the verse, John 14, 12 through 14, the first, first person to put that verse in there, in the comments, I will send you for free uh, these two books, uh, and I'll sign them for you. SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God, and uh, from Breakdown to Breakthrough, I'll send these to you. All you have to do is just put the verse, uh, John 14, 12 through 14, okay? Well, God bless you guys. You have a great day. Uh, enjoy the day, actually, because today's a great day. It's snowing here in Fairbanks for flurries, but still. And, um, and we'll get you going. Well, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. And have a great, great, great day.